Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome to another edition of Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. My name is Ray and I will be your host for this hour. As you know, we take Law of Attraction to where it has never gone before. <laughs> we are here to take what you think you know about the Law of Attraction and make it even more delicious, more attainable, more understandable, more fun. What could you ask for? Um, it is all here and we have such a good time doing it. And to help me get on this parade of law of attraction fun, I have my friend, my co-host and another unity radio host, Janice Campbell in the studios with us. Hi, Janice. Hi. (laughs) The law of attraction, everyday attraction studios here in California, beautiful California. So Janice last week. Um, you know, I was kind of flying solo and, uh, we did a show on, um, the difference between moving between being a seeker of something and a creator. And I got some really wonderful emails. Thank you, everyone who, who wrote in about the show and, and it seems like we're all on the, on the sort of a similar vibe, our listeners and us, Janice, we're on a similar vibe where we're looking for, yeah, right. Well, of course it makes sense. We're all attracting this, um, where we're looking for an opportunity to be more empowered, to get out of our stories, allow our stories, but also become more empowered. So this week, we're going to continue on this theme of how is it that we can understand the law of attraction in a way that makes us more powerful creators. And there's a listener now calling in. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'll put that listener in the drawer. (laughs) So, and you know, we, as, as listeners know, we, we study, you know, we look at a lot of different teachers. And of course, my one of my favorites is is the Abraham teachings, abraham-hicks.com. And we may play some of them a little bit. But also, I really just like um, attracting new information, new teachers, and fun um, understanding of these laws. And I love bringing that to you all. And, and so in starts our dialogue. And one of those teachers that I attracted... I'm I'm really interested and excited to introduce you to him. And uh, Janice has heard him, and he's actually agreed to be on the show. Ooh, very exciting! But I wanted to seed you all with with this new teacher. Well, he's not a new teacher. He's he's been in the law of attraction arena for a long time, but he's just recently started doing some very powerful work. Um, his his name is Frank Butterfield, and his website is communion of light 
Frank.com, communionoflight.com. Won't go into how I met Frank, but it was all beautiful, serendipitous, and I just really resonated with him. And he does these calls where, you know, he does his work. He allows in, much like Esther does, his higher consciousness, which he calls the communion of light. And he says some terrific things. How it gets here, I really don't care. It's delicious. (laughs) And um, what Frank was talking about on one specific call that really played into what we've been talking about on this show is the consciousness of knowing when you are in the energy of desire versus the energy of allowing. Now, why is that important? Well, what he's telling us, and I'm going to play a little snippet in a second here, that the energy of desire is the asking and therefore has within it the consciousness of not having received something. And allowing is the energy of knowing that everything you've already asked for is already created in consciousness. It's all here. You don't have to work at it. You don't have to deserve it. It's here for you. So it's important that we find in our bodies, in our minds, in our consciousness, when we are enjoying the experience of a desire, but are we taking our hand off the choke, (laughs) allowing in that which we've asked for? And this is a very specific dynamic. Now, when I shared this track with you, Janice, what was what was kind of some of your first reactions when you started thinking about? I know you do this in the in the receive your life work. Um, so, yeah. what, what were you feeling? Yeah, well, it's interesting because I'm I'm hearing you talk, and and I'm having a hard time going back to that. So it will be good to listen to the tape. But um, when I think about the asking, what I think is interesting is sometimes we do. We are allowing, we are receiving what we're asking for, but I think sometimes we're not really clear on what we're asking for, or we have mixed messages in yeah. our asking. So we actually, because you know, the universe asks and you shall receive, it's a law, but I think a lot of the work is to get really specific on what we are asking for. Are we asking from lack or are, you know, to fix something, or are we asking from abundance? And knowing that it is done. Yeah. And it's like asking from fear versus asking from inspiration. Right, right. Well, one of the analogies in these, you know, Frank is a really, uh, the energy that he pulls through is really wonderful at analogies that are working for me. Like one of the um, analogies, metaphors that he brought up was that, you know, we can think of fuel and oxygen and that you need, in order for fuel to ignite, you need oxygen to go through it. So fuel could be like the desire and then oxygen is the allowing. And you kind of have to know at what point you're, you know, you're allowing the oxygen in so that the fuel can have its way with you, that the desire can have its way in. And we do this all day, every day. We just don't realize it sometimes. It's just, we have to make a decision that we're going to allow this, which is a different mindset that when you're in the desire phase, which yeah. is the fueling, this is what I vision. And he talks about this peanut butter sandwich a lot, which I think is really funny, where he says, you know, you know, you, you want a peanut butter sandwich, but you don't go into this big, you know, I got to write down all the reasons I want a peanut butter sandwich. Right. You just make <laughs> one because there's an expectation, yes. right? You know, when you want hot running water, there's an expectation that you go to the sink and you turn it on. You have already created this in your life. It's just that when you think something is beyond your scope, then you forget that there is an allowing switch that is something that we want to inhabit in order to let the water flow, let the sandwich be made. Right. You know, it's interesting. I'm hearing you talk. It's like if if we 
it's interesting because like what you say, the peanut butter sandwich is we expect it and we know we can have it. So there's nothing in the way. It may be when we're talking ourselves, really going into working the desires, like you say, repeating them, repeating the affirmation. It's because we really don't expect it. Yep. So we have to work in our mind. We have to work really, really hard to get to that place of expecting. And that's why I like the way that he talks so simply about the decision. You just make a decision. You make a decision. You decide. But I think part of that gets back to, again, the understanding of are we that powerful? Is yeah. it that simple? Can we actually just make a decision and something comes up? Or do we have to blah, 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 blah? <laughs> And it's remembering again who we really are. Okay, so yeah. no further ado, let's play a little bit. This again is Frank Butterfield. Uh, he is a channel teacher, um, just a wonderful guy. And he's got butter in his last name. How, how bad can that be? <laughs> he lives on my street, Butterfield. I mean, you know, his name. Yeah, right. I like him. I like him. <laughs> see, there's, there's just attraction everywhere. Yeah. Um, and he, again, his website is Communion of Light. And he's given permission to us to play this. And also, um, he's going to be on the show sometime soon. So here you go. And as we enter into this conversation, we do invite you to think about what it is that you're wanting as a result of being here today. And as you think about this and you find the feeling place, that place where the thing that you're wanting, the experience that you're wanting has already occurred, we invite you to feel that and to amplify it and to know that what you're wanting is now here, done, and complete. And we know that Law of Attraction, that single organizing principle of the universe, is now sorting out and arranging every aspect of what you're wanting according to what you are a vibrational match to. So as you bring your attention to the vibration, the feeling of what you're wanting, you're becoming a match to that very thing right now, right here. Now, before we begin with our conversations today, we do want to bring up some attention to a particular subject, and that has to do with the difference between desire and allowing. Now, Whenever it is that you are asking for anything, immediately you are given it. Now, we say it as though an outside agency is giving it to you. And that is a way of thinking about it, and it certainly is a way of looking at it. But what is really happening is you imagine something and immediately it manifests into some form, but the form, for the most part, most instances, is not physically recognizable. You ask for something, and it comes to you, and it is in your vibrational warehouse, your vibrational escrow, your vibrational reality. Sometimes for a moment before it enters your physical reality, and sometimes it never enters your physical reality, but it is always there as a distinct possibility of a physical experience. What it takes for something to come into physical reality is your alignment with it, and that is all. When you are thinking 
thinking about what you are wanting, you're having a desire for it. Sometimes the path of least resistance to get you to where you have the thing is to continue on the path of the desire and to feel that strongly. And sometimes all that is required is to step back and allow it to happen. But there's always a mixture of the two. So just like in an engine that has fuel and oxygen, the oxygen is needed for the fuel to burn. But the oxygen without the fuel is pretty useless. And the fuel without the oxygen is pretty useless. You have to have some combination of desire and allowing. The important thing to realize is that you came here into this physical reality as a fully formed being of life. You're not here to learn how to do anything. You're here for the fun of it, for the experience of it, for what it is that feels like an expanding place. Now, you may learn things along the way. There may be constructs that you put together where you say, well, this is what I'm wanting more of. But you didn't come here to learn how to manifest anything. Remember that every single thing that you have, every single experience that you have, is a manifested reality. It's something that you called forth. This entire physical reality is your creation. So, when we talk about intentional creation, what we're saying is, this is you lining up with the fact that you are a creator, and it's a fact. It's not a supposition. It's not a theory. It's not an idea that just is a really nice idea and wouldn't be nice to think about. It's something that is quite real. You are a powerful, powerful creator. Now, when we say this, again, we're not saying it to pat you on the head and say, aren't you a nice person? We're telling you who you are. You are a powerful creator. There is no doubt about that. You could not be here if that were not the case. So, here in this physical reality where you have identified yourself as your body and you have identified yourself by as the person that you know by the name that you go by, you are not here necessarily to figure out how to do this or how to do that. It doesn't mean that you won't be doing that, but what we mean is that you're not here in order to learn how to get better at something that you are already quite perfect at doing. All you're doing here is easing into a greater awareness of something that is already present and doing so intentionally because that is your desire. Not everyone, in fact, we would say most people are not interested in understanding how they themselves are the creator of their reality. But for whatever reason, you are, and that is a very good thing indeed. It would be a perfectly fine thing if you were not, but it is a wonderful thing that you are. And so the reason why we bring this to your attention is because there is some conversation about the difference between desire and allowing, and we really do want to kind of set the record straight, and that is that it's not one over the other. They're both simultaneously part of the manifestation experience. And if you pay attention to the things that you manifest pretty easily, you can see that it's a mix.
and it has to do with where you are in vibrational relationship to that specific topic. Now, having laid all of this out, we are now ready to bring... Okay, I'm going to stop there. Again, you're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio, and I'm here with my metaphysical pal, Janice, as we are exploring different metaphysical teachers who are showing up, you know, really telling us what we've been hearing from Abraham, what we've been hearing from the classic unity teachings, what we know from science of mind, but there is more delicious detail that's being revealed. And we were just listening to Frank Butterfield, and he is a part of uh, this website, Communion of Light, where he, much like Esther, receives information from broader source and then lets it rip. And they have these weekly calls, and you can actually participate in the calls. Um, they're quite fascinating and exciting. But back to what he was talking about. Janice, some of your thoughts and feelings as he kind of laid that out. Um, there's so many, but when I like, I like really getting clear on that, the desire and allowing need each other. You can't yeah. have one without the other, that they really work together as part of the manifestation process. And then another thing I really liked was when I'm, I, I know I didn't get all of it, I didn't write it down exactly, but it's that thing of we're not here to learn how to get better at something we're already good at. I think that is so important. Like there's, it's, it gets back to that thing of there's nothing missing. Yeah. It's really about us learning how to receive or understand or realize what's already here. And then I, it's like the desires are like, I remember always hearing that, that everything you want is already here. And it's always so annoying to hear that when without that understanding. But I think it's because we wouldn't have the desire in the first place. Like the desire already is a part of what we are. So we wouldn't have that in the first place if it wasn't already here. And, right. I, and then the asking part is the, is the claiming and acknowledging like, like you can't see something and to, you know, when you see it and you, you say, you, you acknowledge that you've seen it, you know, that whole thing about if a tree fell in the woods, nobody heard it, would it really fall or remember that thing? Right. 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 Yeah, so I think a lot of this is, it's really kind of like when they say we're such powerful creators, we wouldn't be here if we weren't powerful creators, but so often it feels like it's about creating things separate from us. But what I'm hearing him saying is it's more of a unfolding of what's always been here. Right. And on that great note, I love that. Let's, let's do that as a cliffhanger for uh, a quick break here. We're going to take a station ID break and then come back with more delicious information about what it is to both desire and allow everything that you've already created. Stay tuned. Don't think about it. Let it unfold. Let it When listeners like you contribute to the Unity Online Radio Network, you're making a positive difference in your life and the lives of other spiritual seekers. To contribute, visit www.unity.fm and make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly contributions. Thank you for your support. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? 
Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Return to Everyday Attraction and the Metaphysical Porch with your spiritual neighbor, Ray Zander. Have a sit, get something to sip, and let's get real. Spiritual. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here with... I'm here with uh, Janice Campbell of Receive Your Life, also on the Unity Online Radio Network and AlignRadio.com. So what we were listening to uh, before the break was this, again, what you had said is, is this idea that we already have it and that it's not this outside agency. That was a kind of a, a, an aha moment for me. You know, yeah, because it always feels like, you know, if I'm good, I'll get what I want. Or if I follow the rules or if I know how to manifest just perfectly, then I'll get what I want. But if I blow it, then I'm not going to get it. But it's it's already here. (laughs) And I and I really think I'm going to speak for the majority of us probably out of out of (laughs) I might be wrong. But I think that most of us, when we hear the ask and it is given, we're like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Right. Really? Heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Really? Truly? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Really? Ask, ask, everything, everything, no, you know, I, I think, yeah, yeah there, there's back to that expectation thing. The peanut butter sandwich thing is like, do we really expect that it is given? And you know what they're saying so beautifully is you are given it. Now you can choose not to see it and it's okay. And as they said toward the end there, some people don't want to know that they create their own reality. They're like, they're having a good time just with the chaos and trying to kind of have fun with the, with what they're trying to do on a broader scale. Not everybody needs to know this. I thought that was very interesting. Um, <laughs> to imagine, but interesting yeah interesting <laughs> but we so much <laughs> i know but you and me and the people who listen to the show we're in like we totally want to get it so uh, you know bring it on but this idea that we have to wake up from this idea that there is some outside agency that's that's giving us things based on how well we're doing is really sort of an old false premise that we want to shake ourselves from um, that everything is created. Now, there might not be a physical translation currently of what you've asked for. That's key. But that's all just the metaphysics of it. That's just the quantum reality. It is in form somewhere, just not in a way that you can perceive it from your from your standpoint. And that's where Abraham talks a lot about this, you know, a vibrational escrow, your warehouse. They even talk about it as the vortex. I mean, everything is a distinct possibility. But, you know, I I think that's a really important piece because 
if it's, you know, we get the idea and it's formed, like it's there and like, even though it may not show up in the physical form yet, I think that, you know, we talk about a lot of times with the desire and the longing and the scarcity. It's like for so, when I was younger, it's like, oh, I just saw myself being married and having kids. It's like, I don't get it. How come I'm not meeting the right guy? How come this is not happening? And I spent many, many years in angst and longing and wondering why I can't have what I want. But with hindsight, if I would have known that right. those kids were hanging out there, invisible. <laughs> and they were. But, and they were. But if I would have known that that is the way the laws work, clearly, like I wouldn't, like with that strong of a desire, it was there. Right. Then I could relax more. You could have had more fun. Exactly. Is, and done something so- else with that time instead of the thinking I had to work it and, and try to make it happen and worry about how it wasn't going to happen and... So there's a lot of comfort in in realizing that these are principles and it's formed instantly. It just may not be on the physical plane. But that that example is so profound. I want to slow that down because I think we could really have a lot more fun today about what's coming. Mm-hmm. Because there's still stuff that we think in the same way that you were thinking, I could, where is it? I can't have it. I mean, I'm sure there's things in both of our lives where we're still on that, oh, maybe I'm not quite a vibrational match to it, or maybe I have to do something to make it happen. I mean, to really get that it is already done, like your kids are done, mm-hmm. you know, like your, like your marriage is a done. I mean, it's that done. And I think to really let your body get that feeling of excitement in the way that you know that you've, you know, you have your family, I mean, it's here Mm -hmm. to have that kind of knowing uh, with your current desires is really fun. Yes. Well, then like, I like it because it, it absolutely frees you up. Oh, and then, and then it's also what it does too, is it puts us in a vibrational mat. Like he keeps saying, you have to be in a vibrational match to it. You have to be in alignment with it. Well, if we know it's here, we're, we're in a vibrational match with it. There you go. Okay. There's the paradox right there. There's the fabulous law of attraction paradox is that by allowing it and by knowing it, you then are a match to it. Where when you stand outside of it and you're not quite sure of it and you're questioning and you're not sure if you got your intentions correct or if you, you know, filled out all the forms correctly, or you think that you have to actually manifest it by your vibration. See, this is, this is fine tuning. You don't have to manifest it by a vibrational match. It's already done. The only reason you want to be a vibrational match is because that pulls it into the physical form so you can lick it and taste it and (laughs) see it and smell it. But it reminds me too, like it's too much checking on the physical plane. It's like looking, we're looking in the wrong place. Like if our attention is on the relative plane, the physical plane, we're like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And that, that throws us at a vibrational match because we're in scarcity. And the thing, and the idea that you have to create it. See, that's what I hear a lot from, from metaphysical folks who say, well, I'm creating this. No, you already created it by your desire and you created it maybe a long time ago. It's already done. Uh, Really what we should be talking about is um, how I am a match to it by knowing it is there. And there is that sort of choice that at some point you just have to choose to get off the desire and move into the allowing. So let's talk about, um, because they said allowing alignment and Abraham talks about this incessantly is key. Now they said, Sometimes, I thought this was interesting, sometimes a path of least resistance can be to focus on the strong desire. Like that's all you can do. You just get into the desire. Or, they said, 
a more powerful way is to step back and just let it in. Get the peanut butter sandwich. Just let it happen. Know it. Know it so clearly that it is already done. I I like that part because I think I've spent a lot of time in the strong desire. And yeah, that's fun for a while. Mm-hmm. But after a while, it it's not so much fun. But we have to actually entertain the possibility that all we have to do is decide. Like it has, it, it almost like we have to get used to that thought that it could be that easy yes. because we've worked so hard, <laughs> you know, and, and I think it's, it's like a new concept. Like, could it be that easy? Could it, is it really just about a decision? Can I decide to let it happen? Once I understand that it's there waiting for me, can I actually decide to let it happen? Or is there a power outside of me that's deciding when it's perfect? You know what I mean? Again, like all this other stuff is going on. Well, the decision, I think, is not, can I have this? The decision is, am I willing to step in to the fully formed being of life that I am? Am I willing to step into the reality that everything I have around me is my manifestation? Am I willing to be the person that I am? Because that's really what the decision is. Am I willing to step into that perspective of that truth? And if you say, no, I can't, I can't. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. It's not perfect enough. Yeah. Or I can't accept that I am that, um, that I am that being. I can't, I'm not worthy, you know. But again, Uh, the vibrational, what's that vibrational thing that's telling you that you're, you can't accept it or you're not worthy. But it's it's getting down to so, I mean, I don't know, it's just exciting about, like you say, am I willing to step into that perspective? So it's not saying, okay, am I willing to go get that four-year degree? You know, <laughs> it's like, am I willing to step into that perspective that's already here? It's not a yeah. working thing or a time thing or anything, a money thing. It's like a perspective. Am I it's willing a- to say yes? Am I willing to say yes to what's already here? Or am I going to have to fight against it because I don't believe I deserve it or whatever or- reason? Right. Or I think I have to go create something different. I mean, the, the perspective and the huge aha shift that we're talking about, the shift of allowing is to allowing in the being of light that you are and claiming that you are a powerful creator. They talked about this. Yeah, some people think this is a nice idea, but it's not real to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be cool, but it's not real. And they're talking about we're not talking about a great idea and a great concept. We know this to be real, that you are such a powerful creator that you're actually creating everything that is around you now. And that's where the quantum physics get into this. And a lot of the scientists are showing up and going, yep, yep, yep. Your perspective is pretty much creating the physical reality, which, woohoo, you know, ready for a ride. But that's really the willingness. Now, if I created everything, including the contrast and the chaos that I am perceiving, in a way that there's a relaxation in my mind, my body, my soul, when I say, oh, I created this too. Right. Nothing's doing it to me. I'm not victimized by this. Yeah. I'm not powerless around what's showing up in my life. So how do you know that you're a powerful creator? Well, guess what? You couldn't be here if you weren't. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Take it to ride, baby. You made it. Proof in the pudding. You know, and, and, and what I think has happened, and again, not everybody wants to know this, but I do, is that we make such a clear identification as we are someone living at this address with this car and these situations. And we get so focused in on that as our identification that we're missing out on the broader identification, which allows us, and it's fun to do both. You know, again, it is both the desire and the allowing 
that is the dance. It is the perception of not having something and wanting that that is as much as the creative process as allowing it in. So, you know, I, th- I think we want to allow ourselves to both choke off the oxygen and then powerfully let it in. And that's the kind of game that I'm understanding from these teachers that we came for, that we're not here to get better. Mm-hmm. That we're not here, you know, to somehow fix something, that we're not here to make something happen, but for a greater awareness of who we already are. <laughs> and is- it's almost like using the f- the physical plane is the arena because we already knew who we are, like coming in, so, yeah. but then it's playing on the physical plane with it. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow, looking at contrast, looking at, you know, seeing it in different, pers- it's like so fun. Well, let's bring this into some emotional language. Let's let's bring this into the nitty-gritty everyday language. What does it feel like to be in the process of desire? What what are some of the emotions that come up? Oops, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> what does it feel like? At first it feels great. Yeah. When that first, you know, before the doubts creep in, when the yes. inspiration hits and it's like we it's like seeing something. It's like, oh yeah. yes, that is so cool. It's that knowing. It's yeah. that knowing. That it's instant. That it feels awesome. And then the vision starts coming in about what's possible. We could mm-hmm. do this and this and this. And that's all super duper fun, right? Yep. Right? Yep. <laughs> Love that part. Yeah, that is the, the fun part. He keeps pumping in here. <laughs> here. He's like, huh? I, I wanted to. Oh, that's so fun. Um, so it, it is that sort of uh, what if. And there is sort of, in order to be in that desire state, a realization that it's not here. I mean, that's part of the right. grist for the mill, right? This is possible. We don't desire to have a peanut butter sandwich if we just ate one, usually. Right. Yeah. It's usually something that's not seemingly attainable, yes. that's exciting. The bigger, the better. So, but then at what point does the desire not feel good? When we start doubting ourselves and thinking we were crazy for yeah. contemplating that desire in the first place. <laughs> when it starts beating us up. Yeah. Why it's not here and what's wrong with us and why haven't we been able to create that desire? And, and when we're taking score. Mm-hmm. And when we're starting to say maybe it it wasn't that, or maybe I mm-hmm. didn't want that, or maybe there's something, maybe God has a bigger plan than my mm-hmm. desire, right? Mm-hmm. We start to get into. So I think what we what we know at that point is it's time to let go of the choke and allow the fuel in, right? It's time to I'm sorry, allow the oxygen in, which is the allowing. So we've got the fuel, the desire, but what happens is. Um, and, and they often, and this is something that, that Frank does, and I love it, where he says, uh, where they say, <laughs> you know, when you have that rocket of desire, smell the jet fuel, you know, <laughs> <laughs> let the jet fuel, you know, just smell it, just be there like, oh, because you know, and I had this like visual, and he talks about it too, where the actual rocket and on the side of it, it says new house or relationship or more freedom, and they'll let that rocket go, ooh and just be part and like really really get into the desire process but then when it gets into that place of not feeling good and you start taking score and getting frustrated then you're working too hard and now it's uh, let the oxygen in allow the right. universal knowing that few that to combine with the fuel to really allow the manifestation so what does allowing feel like on a, like, what does it feel like? Yeah, but I think it's it's it feels great. But it's like before the, it's like a crossover point too. It's like a we. It seems like we block that we block the desire when we have a misunderstanding and we think that maybe there's more for us to do. And that's why, I like when he was saying that you're not here to learn how to get better at something, 
Right. I think that's really important because we can't really allow without that understanding because it's hard to think that if we have it wired that there's a certain way we manifest and part of it is that we have to work really hard or do certain things or visualize certain things and if we're not doing that we're not going to allow it but when we understand that it's not about getting better at something that we're already good at then it's kind of like the peace comes and it's like oh okay that part's not mine to do yeah i launched the rocket of desire and now I'm, I'm present to where the openings are. Yeah, I love that feeling of allowing because it's kind of taking your hands off the steering wheel and just, you know, Jesus, take the wheel. Sorry, I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> The preacher woman. <laughs> no, it's a, it again is that broader self of saying, you know, I know that I'm creating this and I know that there is a broader perspective that has the energy to simply bring this ease in with ease and delight and fun. And I love the feeling of allowing, but you know when the feeling of allowing feels the best is when I've been pinched off from it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that whoosh, that kind of releasing the desire and just not knowing or caring how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And being willing to be in that place of peace with my life, calling it perfect. I talked about this last week a little bit, that if we call our life in the seeming chaos, in the seeming missing, perfect, we relax. Oh, we take a breath. We know that all is well. And that is the feeling. You'll know if you're in the feeling of desire, if you are at peace yeah. with what's you going on. You mean in the feeling of allowing. Yeah, the feeling of allowing, sorry. Yeah. Feeling of allowing is you're at peace, you're not worried, you're not rushing around, you're you're having fun. You're not really even focused on the desire. You've kind of taken your attention off of it a little bit. You're just being at peace with what is, knowing that all is forthcoming and that it is already done. There is just this kind of, it's an empowerment, let's face it, right. because if you spend too much time in the desire, you become powerless. Yeah. You well, know? I think that it's what's interesting is the, the word anxiety, because I think the word anxiety surfaces when we're not clear on what's ours to do and what's not ours to do. Amen, sister. You know, it's, we're anxious. I was thinking about this, the radio, because sometimes I get a little bit anxious before the radio show. So I wrote down this morning, like, what's mine to do? Line up a guest, pick a topic, get my computer ready, be present to the call, hold the intention that the, the client, the audience are, are going to see some new possibilities. I mean, Amen. that's it. I don't. I have no control over what gets created in the call. I have no con- control over what that person's going to say, but I trust that it's all good. And then the anxiety it lifted because I was clear on my job is pretty much just to set the stage and get ready, and then right. I'm done. Right. But here is the seeming paradox again that when we release control, we gain it. See, well, because yeah, when we because of, well that, that feeling of peace came over like ah. Oh. And that's your broader self who is going to now orchestrate how that person reacts to you. See, isn't that interesting? So the paradox is to release the sort of small control for the larger allowing, which then brings in exactly the guests and circumstances that you've been asking for. It's so interesting and it's so mathematic. And we are going to take a break. We're going to let you just settle in with all this great information we're pushing your way today. You're listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio and AlignRadio.com. Janice and I will be back right after the break. Stay tuned. From on the air to on the sea. Pack your bags and come with me. Hey, hey, what you waiting for? An early winter rendezvous 
with all the things you love to do. Hey, hey, treat yourself to more. A little more summer, a little more sun, a little less work and a lot more fun. A little more beach, a little more sand, a little less stress and a lot more tan. Join your favorite Unity Online Radio hosts for Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. On this fun-filled Caribbean adventure, enjoy sunshine, exceptional dining, and island excursions. Feed your spirit with music, message, and meditation, plus one-on-one time with some of your favorite hosts. That's Cruise in the Caribbean, November 10th to 17th, 2012. To learn more, go to unity.fm slash cruise. A little more sunset, a little more sea, a little less do and a lot more be. been listening to everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real to learn more become a fan of our facebook page search for everyday attraction or email us at everyday attraction at unity.fm your comments and participation are sincerely welcomed welcome back from the break oh i hope maybe we heard some delicious uh commercials about this cruise we're all getting excited oh we had our first uh oh i got an email from uh one of our friends who signed up for the cruise yay yay Yay, team (laughs) um so yeah the remember the crew the unity cruise is happening uh, this coming november 2012 go to unity.fm forward slash cruise and look at all the delicious details it's affordable you deserve this come along and play with us and when you do sign up uh, be sure and tell them you want to come see us because that because that helps us that makes us feel happy (laughs) so we're all creating this in the same time we are creating a delicious cruise already done oh it's already done that feels really good i like oh i I like what you just said i'm going to be focusing on that the desire allowing with the cruise yeah right instead of making it happen yes exactly i love that okay so one of the other things that I wanted to chat about, again, we've been we've been really playing with this new teacher that has um, come into our lives by the name of Frank Butterfield, and he's going to be on the show probably in the next couple of weeks. Um, and he has a website called communionoflight.com where they have these delicious law of attraction calls, and you can get on one of them if you want to, um, and there's recordings of them. It's lots of fun. But he is, I think, very, I feel a very kind of synchronistic vibration with the Abrahams. Um, so that feels kind of fun, but it's also fun to get another perspective. And what I love about him and the way that he receives this information is he's big on metaphors, big on everyday kind of metaphors. And also he has just these, um, fantastic, funny ways of looking at things like there was one part of the call that I listened to where a woman really wanted this house. Oh, I love that. This is great. You're going to love it. Yeah. Big house. So I'm going to play a little bit. I think I hope I cued it up in the right place, but we'll just listen to a little bit more of Frank talking about, you know, what it is to allow in a big desire. Let's see. Here we go. Point. But the, the marvelous thing is that you don't have to rely on other people and you don't have to rely upon the past. You can decide right now, this is what I will have. And the one thing we want to leave you with, just a little morsel. It might feel like an arrow shot in the dark, but it's just a delicious, delicious morsel. The, the main reason why you do not have the house that you want right now is because you're being too polite about it. What does that mean? It means that it wouldn't be really nice, would it, for you to all of a sudden magically have a house that you want that came out of thin air? Because what about everyone 
on that. In other words, instant manifestation on really big ticket items is not, nice people don't do that. Because it would embarrass everyone else. Now, you're not the only one who feels that way, by the way. And we're not, we're not just talking about the people down the street. We mean the people in these conversations, the people that you share this kind of way of thinking with. The people who understand that it's perfectly fine and not completely insane to talk with ghosts. Most of you are being very, very public. You're trying to not be too much. You're trying to not be too intense or too powerful because it wouldn't be nice. It's not, what would your parents think? It would embarrass them. What about, and what about the woman who lives down the street? And what about your brother-in-law? And what about this one and that one and the other one? It just wouldn't be very nice. It's not nice to be an instant manifestor to just snap your fingers because what about everyone else? I think this touches on the original question I had, which you have spoken about in this answer, which is what is the difference between me as an expression of source and me as the universe? And that that feels a little overwhelming. I'm going to stop there because ooh, I love that. Part. Nice people don't manifest big ticket items. <laughs> You know what? And, and I just I just really want to be clear about that. It's not those folks. It's these folks in these metaphysical in these metaphysical teachings. Okay, people, tell the truth, shame the devil. <laughs> but it also is everyone else. It is everyone else, you but know? more so. I gotta tell you, it's more so with us metaphysical spiritual people because that's just not nice. <laughs> it's not nice to be instantly manifesting big ticket items. That's embarrassing. Yes. Oh, God. Come on now, people. <laughs> but Jenna, I love it, too. Jenna, and he was saying, try not to be too much, too intense, too powerful, but yet that's what we are. Welcome to the pain factor, right? Yes. Welcome to the, there, therein lies the And pain. the withholding factor. I mean, you can just feel that damn being withheld. Well, we know what the what is at the bottom of this, and you and I recently had this experience with some of our own metaphysical friends, and that is we think that there's scarcity. See, we think that if we manifest instantly that we're leaving – not enough for everyone else. There is such a huge false premise here that is painful. And it's why churches struggle financially sometimes. And it's why we all kind of get into this place that, you know, to want God or to want spirit is not to want things right. in the physical form. You have it's to so pick that either or, you know, either I'm a good spiritual person or I am a powerful manifester. <laughs> and I can't be both. Yep. Because yep. if I'm a powerful manifester, I'm in the world and not of it. Right. And I'm also not nice because right. then I'm not, you know, that whole thing of we connect so often, we connect at the lower, you know, we lower the bar to connect. I almost feel like this deserves a whole show, but I want to get into it in this last segment here um, because I, I think it's so important that that we sort of come have a come to Jesus moment about this idea how uh, uh, perpetuating the false premise of scarcity is making people feel better. Perpetuating the false premise of scarcity, which means you match people on their own scarcity vibration so they don't feel alone. Mm -hmm. I really want to give that and up. And you don't make them feel uncomfortable. You don't make them. Let's just give that up for Lent, huh? <laughs> let's just give up for Lent the need to be less than you are in order to make someone else feel better. Can I get an Amen. Amen. I mean, amen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is this? And I, I, res I had to say, yeah, I do that. I 
don't, I mean, I don't want to get too big too fast. I don't want to be embarrassing. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. I don't want people to feel left out. Oh, oh. Well, that's why it really hit me when he said, I love when she said, I forget what he said, but then she says, what does that mean? You know, like you could just hear. But it's, I think what's what's really strong, for me at least, is that whole thing about the nice people. Nice yeah, because try, but you know, we're nice. We're nice. We're nice people. Nobody wants to not be nice. I mean, yeah. good people do not want to. And then we flip that around, and it's what's the opposite of nice? Mean. So therefore, if I manifest a big ticket item, I'm mean. Like there's wisdom in that resistance. The way we're yeah. holding it, we don't want to be a mean person. We want people to like us. We want to be nice. So then, how do we do that? We don't manifest a big ticket item. Like we make that choice. What you know. Instead of releasing the lesser from the greater, what if we we really, truly, honestly believe that we are intense and powerful and can create things out of thin air? Then if we know that to be true about us, we know it to be true about everybody else. Right. So what's wrong with being an inspiration? Right. Well, the the problem is if you are doing your thing and you're doing it to be an inspiration and no one gets the inspiration, then you're feeling as if you are out looking in. You are outside of the group. And you separate. are. Separate. And you're separate. And who yeah. wants to feel separate? Everybody wants to be communal on the scarcity train. Well, we want no, we want to feel connected and we'll do it any way we can. Oh, what a price to pay for that mediocrity connection. And that is mediocrity, right? Because we cannot connect as beings of light through the the, the viewpoint of scarcity. Well, and it's and- not a true connection. It's because it's not- like our false self connecting with the false. It's not it's not a connection of spirit. A connection yeah. at the level of source. It's not a connection with our oneness. It's not the truth. It's not the truth. And and I think, you know, this this is an important part of our contemplation to step more fully into the allowing so that we connect with our source and commune with our source, which is really the only thing we want to commune with anyway. And then the authentic relationships, those who are on the same understanding will will connect in with us and it will feel so good. It will feel so much better than the mediocrity of I have to, you know, put my light under a bushel. I don't want, uh, first of all, I don't want to come out saying I'm an instant manifester because who am I to say that? Because, you know, there's all kinds of stuff in my life that looks like I'm not much of an instant manifester, doesn't it? You know what I mean? The judgment. Right, right. You know, I but don't want to. But yet at any moment you could be an instant manifester if you decided to be an instant manifester. What helps me when I was working on something the other day, it's like when I told myself, I'm going to look through the eyes of source instead of looking through the eyes, seeing things on the physical plane, then it looked yeah. completely different to me. Yeah. You know, like I could see being an instant manifester and being powerful if I look through the eyes of source. But I, if I'm looking through through it on the eyes of the relative plane, then it feels like there's a lot of baggage or I can't do it or I have to do it by myself or something that's not going to work out. But the eyes of source, it's like, oh, it, it really is just getting to that place of yes. But it takes both. See, and that's what I love that it's it's not one or the other. It's a combination of the relative plane where the desire is launched and the absolute plane where the allowing happens. And we well, need the opposite, both. The, rel- the opposite, the absolute, and then the allowing happens on the relative. Right. right. It comes through the yeah. absolute. But I think you're yeah. right. Like we need both, but it's kind of, again, it's that order thing. Well, I, I like the idea of being at peace with whatever state I'm in. I mean, I think what one of the consciousness that I'm getting from, from listening to Frank's work and understanding what he's saying is I'm going to be comfortable when I'm in the desire phase. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to really re- 
relax and enjoy the allowing phase. And I'm going to get excited when the desire phase comes again on the relative plane, because there is seeming need on the relative plane. On the absolute, we know that there is no need, that right. all, all, all desires are met, all solutions are waiting in that vibrational escrow to come through. So I think the important part is just to be at peace with whatever phase you're in. But if you've been stuck on desire for 10 years, it might make sense to have some allowing. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and have some light. Now, if you're stuck on allowing those people who won't even get into the relative, won't even look at any of the contrast, they're kind of avoiding it. They just want to stay on the allowing. You might be bored. You might want to get into some some desire. Some new desire. Yeah. Allowing yourself to feel the desire, allowing for yourself to smell the jet fuel, the rocket of desire. But you know, right? all this feels too like it's kind of that admit, like you say, allowing yourself. But it's kind of admitting. I don't know. It's just this thing of admitting, like. Um, seeing beyond the illusion of it all, kind of admitting yeah. the truth. Admitting the truth. You know, I want what I want. I can have what I want. I could decide to have what I want. I could pull it out of thin air. I mean, whatever. It's like admitting that that's the truth of who I am. I mean, I may not do it or I may have stuff in the way, but you know, that's kind of, that's possible. That's a yeah. possibility. But I'm doing it. Yeah. And I'm, at, at whatever level, like you say, I'm happy where I am. I'm, I'm at peace with wh- whatever is, and I also know what's possible. Right. And and they, they talk, you know, Abraham talks about this too, is that we came to let the journey unfold itself step by step by step. And that's the fun part. Getting to the end instantaneously is not the fun part. Yeah. See, this is interesting. You can have it instantaneously, but they think there's a part of us that likes this dance right. of allowing and ceasing to allow and allowing and, and, and you know, I, we enjoy that's part of coming to the physical experience. But it's also so, fun to know that it's already done. I mean, it makes the game a little more relaxing and enjoyable. Yeah. Not like it's life or death, life or death. Yes or no. Yes or no. You know, it's like, yeah, we can have it. And when the time's right, we'll allow it in. Yeah. I mean, football is fun if you know the rules. Mm-hmm. If you don't know you're playing a game, it's painful. There's pig people bouncing <laughs> down on you. With large gear. This is not fun. Yes. Right? But when you understand the elements of the game, and and as you always say, that understanding is curative, then you can even, for a while, forget how you are, who you are, to get into the desire phase, to get really into the nitty gritty, and then remember. Yeah. It's like the amusement park. Like, like it's fun to go on roller coasters when you know you're going to end up, you know, and take off your seatbelt and walk out and get something to eat. (laughs) But if you really thought you were going to fly off the edge, it wouldn't be so much fun. <laughs> or if you thought that you had to be on there for years. Yeah. <laughs> that it would never end, that you would yeah. constantly be going up and down and you're losing your stomach. Yeah, but I, hear what you, I think there's something really at the whole football thing. It's like, I think that's what we're, we're talking about here is when you understand the rules of the game, it's fun to play the game. Yeah. The game's fun. But when it looks like I could die from this game or something horrible could happen to me. It's not so much fun. And then we're not going to play at the level. We're not going to give ourselves permission to play at the level we really want to play at because we're going to spend all of our time in a defensive mode. Instead of having some offense in there, it's going to be, we're just going to be protecting ourselves all the time, protecting, protecting, protecting. And then it's not fun. We're not really playing. We're on the sidelines. Yeah. We're, and we're, and we're in stress and worry and fear Mm -hmm. and all those things that are not a match to the truth of our, our beingness. So Wow, what an exciting thing to know, to really be able to feel when you are in either mode and not to stress or worry either way, because you can simply make a decision 
to move back and forth, that you are that powerful creator and that there is no striving to make it happen, just allowing that which you've already created in consciousness. Man, I don't know about you all, but I love knowing that. Not everybody wants to know it, but boy, I'm sure happy to know that. Janice, we've come to the end of our exquisite hour. Thank you. Thank you. For, thank you for your willingness. Let me tell you, there's nothing more thrilling than to have a friend where you can send a crazy track like this from a ghost <laughs> and have her go, that was awesome. <laughs> I love you so much and I really appreciate your perspective. Uh, thank you. And this is so much fun. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Everyday Attraction here on Unity Online Radio, where we take law of attraction a little deeper and hopefully make it a bit more attainable in your everyday life to understand who you really are. We hold you in the light that we know that you are, and we say that all is truly well. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live. Everyday Attraction is a part of the Align Radio Network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by Send Out Cards. Check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Rev. Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. You have a good life and are grateful for it. But what if you stretched beyond good and shifted to amazing? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, Senior Minister of the First Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an amazing life. Transcend the need for acceptance of others and be an example of living the truth. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an amazing life right now? Learn how each week on From Good to Amazing, Mondays at 4 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.